0: Welcome to Behind the Screen, a bonus interview series from Forward Movement, featuring author conversations with our managing editor, Rochelle Thompson.
1: Hi, welcome to an episode of Behind the Screen. Today we're with Adam Trambley, the author of August, Forward Day by Day, and Adam and his family live in Sharon, Pennsylvania. Welcome, Adam.
0: Uh, Hello, thank you for having me, and thank you for having me write for four day by day. This is just wonderful.
1: Well, it was great to read and to be a part of your process as you wrote those. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself so that uh, listeners can know a little bit more about you.
0: Sure. Um, I live in Sharon, Pennsylvania, which is literally blocks from the Ohio border, about halfway Mm -hmm. between Pittsburgh and Erie. My wife, Jane, and I uh, have two daughters. One is in college and one recently graduated from college. Um, And the one who's in college has been with us, uh, learning from home, doing remote learning through the pandemic, which Mm -hmm. has been great for us in some ways, and I think very challenging and maybe not quite as great all the time for her, but uh, (laughs) it's been good to have her ever with us. I grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania, Uh, grew up associated with the Benedictine Sisters of Erie, um, Sister Joan Chittister's monastery Mm. there, and really had the blessing of getting to work with her and other sisters and had that really shape my understanding of what faith is, of how profound prayer and the Christian life can be for other people, and it's what it means to live lives of discipleship and service. Yeah.
1: What an experience to be able to be with such a, a spiritual mentor and and kind of icon of the of this time of our of the world, you know. That's a, that's amazing. Now you're an episcopal priest, you serve a congregation. Um, tell us a little bit about your congregation.
0: Yes, um I'm at St. John's Episcopal Church. It is a I guess you'd call a medium-sized kind of congregation. It's much like many of the congregations throughout our church. Um, It was founded in the 1860s as Episcopalians started to move into this area and, um, you know, slowly built from a little church to a beautiful Victorian church. At one time, the people who owned steel mills and other similar places went to St. John's and In this area of the country, most of those people are no longer here. And so um, we have an incredibly faithful, active congregation. Um, We do a food pantry every month. We have a community meal every week, um, as well as just other things, other activities into the community. Before the pandemic hit, we had started a musical scholars program. Um, We found you know, high school students actually mm-hmm. love to sing choral music.
1: Oh, and
0: um, we have a wonderful music director who works great with children and adults of all ages. And so we reached out to some of the local schools and some of our local choir students came and uh, joined us for a program where we paid them to sing Sunday morning with us to come to choir rehearsals and to come to an hour of Christian formation that we designed just for them. Mm -hmm. Um, They would try to respond to their needs and their questions and uh, a wonderful program. People really getting a chance sometimes for the first time to delve deeply into their faith. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe they had some Christian background or gone to a church, but hadn't been really active and, You know, it's wonderful to watch them grow musically as well.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, And I guess that's on hiatus right now, but we'll be coming back.
0: Yeah, we're, you know, waiting to be able to sing again. So Right,
1: right. right. Well, one of the things that you talked about in your meditations is a pilgrimage to Israel. Tell me a little Mm -hmm. bit about that experience and how it shaped you.
0: Um, yeah, in 2012, um, a little bit earlier than that, but around that time was our diocese's hundredth anniversary, and so as part of that celebration, our diocese put together a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, mm-hmm. and so um, I don't know how many a busload of us, let's say, because that's <laughs> what it ended up being practically, right. um, went and really got to see sites out of the. Sites we read about in the Bible to mm-hmm. be there to experience what that was like, uh, and it was is it transformative. It's it doesn't look like the United States mm-hmm. in most places, and um, when you see, uh, for instance, look out over the desert, the sands where the road to Jericho, where the Good Samaritan would have mm-hmm. walked, and right. the you know the lack of trees the lack of shade the difficulties of seeing anything these big sand dunes and what it would have really been like to just reach out to somebody in the middle of nowhere and how dangerous that could have been um it was pretty amazing as well as just to be places where you realize okay well this is a well that mary was at right the angel appeared to her here's the we went to Jacob's well, where Jesus drank from and where Jacob drank from and where we could still drink from. And mm-hmm. to have those kinds of experiences was amazing. And um, a couple of years later, we got to then take a group of high school kids for the confirmation wow. their pilgrimage as well, which was wonderful to see things through their eyes. Right. You know, uh, to walk the stations of the cross and have them say, you know, we always thought this was boring, but this (laughs) makes sense now. Right. Right. You know, it's it's real in a different kind of way. Um, Those are those are incredible pieces just to get a broader sense of faith and what this is. We read about, you know, day by day.
1: Right. Right. Well, speaking of that, thank you for the transition. Um, so for day by day, obviously, one of our focuses here is a, is the daily spiritual practice of reading scripture and prayer. And you talked a little bit earlier about those um, disciplines that you learned in your early formation. Tell me how um, you incorporate that in your life and how you think that it um, affects you as a disciple today.
0: One of the things that growing up with a in the shadow of a Benedictine monastery is the daily office is an important grounding to your prayer life, and so doing morning prayer every morning, um, you know, very close to the prayer book is the way I've always done it, and you know, it's moved a bit over time, and now it's it's pretty grounded in the prayer book morning office, but with Psalms and scripture readings. And I think I made a lot of comments in my daily reflections that I wrote on the Psalms because it's something that I've been reading my whole life and mean right. a lot. And there aren't a lot of times you get to talk about it in the same way. Right. Um, and so that was, that was very exciting. And uh, just doing that and having that as an anchor every morning teaches the scripture, gets it in you. And it means at the beginning of every day, there's some reconnection right you know so a lot of what i think daily prayer is about is just keeping you from going too far away from god mm-hmm. um right. and so then at some point in our marriage my wife and i started doing that together mm-hmm. uh, and that's become an incredible piece of our lives and our marriage and there are times when just having to come together and sit next to each other and pray together and to let each other hear what our deepest prayers and desires are mm-hmm. has really been transformative. I not know, you know, marriage has its ups and downs and difficulties and it's certainly been a way that's helped us get through more difficult times. And then when our children were younger, we started doing some kind of moder- modified evening prayer with them. We'd take a Bible story starting with children's Bibles and now eventually, you know, at some point we got to where we could actually read the gospel lesson for the day with them and then letting everybody say what they're thankful for for the day. Um, And that's been transformative as well. And even to be able to do that now with our daughters, I've been home during COVID Mm -hmm. and having that time when we pray together and also hear Uh, Sometimes in free flowing and sometimes in, you know, not what we think of as particularly pious ways, the commentary and the response and what this sense of, you know, what does this gospel mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I think Gen Z is able to read John's gospel with all of its snarkiness in a way that generally doesn't get heard in church. Right, and it can right. be pretty pretty enlightening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's yeah. just, that's been a real blessing.
1: Yeah, that's great. Well, writing forward day by day meditations, you said you had the opportunity to explore some of the Psalms and different um, uh, scripture scripture passages for each day. What did you find the most challenging? It's a very particular type of writing with a lot of restrictions, 220 words. Mm -hmm. Um, What did you find challenging about writing for Forward Day by Day? And what did you find um, was an opportunity for growth for you?
0: Well, I think you realize how long a month is when you're doing this. I mean, right. When when you first say you want to do it, oh, sure. Like, how hard can it be to do, you know, some meditations? And, you know, you start and the first two or three seem pretty easy, especially since you get to a day that's difficult. So you skip it and come back to it. And that's like, oh, there's still 27 left. <laughs> um,
1: right. right.
0: And uh, so that's a... That's a real discipline of just Mm -hmm. continuing to prayerfully come back and to be reading all of this scripture, which is great, but to be able to sort of read it and sit with it and then to say, okay, well, what is the what's the thing I'm called to talk about? Right. And then to to get that sense and write something. And then do all the work to try to figure out how to get it into the right number of words (laughs) and everything else. I'm a long winded writer and tend to write probably like I'm talking now with all kinds of phrases jumbling on top of each other. And that all comes out. They have to stop and sit back and say, "Okay, Mm -hmm. this is just an aside. This is a digression. This doesn't work. This isn't necessary. Right. And get to what's what's really what I want to say.
1: I guess that that part of the writing is kind of like uh, also a nice metaphor for your spiritual life, that sometimes you have to kind of pair off all the other stuff and and get to the the heart of what matters.
0: Yeah, I I remember when we lived in Warren, Pennsylvania, where my first church was out of seminary, we kind of had the first real yard we had had, and so we put in a garden. And we planted lettuce, which was about the only thing that grew well in that particular garden. And when it first came up, there was this whole row of lettuce. But in order for any of it to grow, I had to pull out about half of the lettuce plants. Right. And I had never really understood at the same kind of level when Jesus talks about pruning Mm -hmm. or a lot of the farming metaphors. And and it really is. You can't. You can't just keep going. You also have to decide what's, what's pruned, what's stopped. And hopefully that's one of the things that comes out of this pandemic is all kinds of things have been stopped that,
1: Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. There's been a lot of pruning. (laughs)
0: Yeah. 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 There's some meetings I hope never get started again. (laughs) Right.
1: Um, Right.
0: You know, and some things we can find to do Mm -hmm. in ways that are more effective and more loving. Right.
1: For sure. Well, As you, as people read through your meditations in August, how do you hope, what do you hope they'll get from them? How do you hope they will be changed by your writing?
0: I hope that they have some kind of encounter with God, that something sparks them to think about the scripture, their prayer life, their life of discipleship in a different kind of way. I mm-hmm. um, said so one of the gifts of this was feeling like I was writing these short meditations for people who were just grounded in the scripture, been reading these every day, mm-hmm. who have read meditations by all kinds of amazing people. And uh, what I wanted to do was just say the strongest things i could say the things that were deepest and most challenging in my heart things that were challenging to me that i needed to hear as well um with just the comfort that the the folks who read this are going to be able to take that and use it in their own lives or you know recognize that this is something that is we're thinking about for some people, even if it isn't for them that day, which I think all these meditations, you know, not everything hits everybody every day. Sure. Right. Um, but it felt like I was writing into a community of, of love and prayer. It was just an incredible gift. And um, I, I don't really know at the heart that I have something I hope people take away accept whatever God might have in store really just feels like an offering at the altar Mm -hmm. to this incredible kind of I mean this was a this was a virtual community before we had all these quote-unquote virtual communities people gathered every day and read these same meditations and do that all over the church and beyond the church yeah and so to be able to you know be the guest preacher if you will for a month and that is is just an incredible honor
1: well we were delighted to have you thank you for sharing your faith and your talents as a writer and um, for letting god speak through you look forward to folks having a chance to experience your writing and your meditations in august thanks adam
0: thank you michelle